looking to accelerate your acting career, to stand out from the pack, join host Frank Fawcett as we ignite your acting career. Our show is 100% listener supported. So if you've gotten anything out of the show, please consider supporting Ignite Your Acting Career at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Or you can do a one-time donation at Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign Fawcett Media. Um, By doing this, this will keep us uh, bringing you the content that you love from Ignite Your Acting Career. Uh, We've got all types of levels uh, all the way from $5 monthly to $100 per month. You get general uh, support, ad-free content. You can get a one-on-one career console with me, live streams, added content. It's going to be really nice over there. So go ahead and subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Once again, I'm Frank Fawcett. You might not be familiar with me. If you're just joining the channel, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I'm an actor. I'm a writer, a producer with over 20 years experience in the business. And um, I'm here on YouTube now to kind of um, open things up. You know, I did a really great interview on Over the Top WME's channel. So go check her out if you want to check the interview with me. I've uh, also done a podcast this week, so a lot of things are happening that are that are good, um, but we got to address some things that are not so good right now. So let me um, start. I don't know if I can screen share this, but maybe I'll just read it. Uh, the Wire actor Michael K. Williams found dead in his NYC apartment. This is reported by the New York Post. Wire actor Michael K. Williams was found dead of a suspected heroin overdose. They didn't know that, I'm sure. At first, um, they were wondering what it could be. But uh, he was found dead of a suspected heroin overdose in his uh, Brooklyn penthouse Monday afternoon. So just uh, not so long ago. I think you guys are about three hours ahead of us on the East Coast. Um, I think it was about maybe midday. Uh, Williams, 54, was discovered face down and unconscious in the dining room of his luxury Williamsburg pad with what appeared to be heroin on the kitchen table. Uh, Sources said this is New York Post. So um, allegedly, I'm not going to I'm not going to confirm that that is actual factual. Um, Moving on. One of the acclaimed actor's nephews talked to him Friday and Williams was supposed to show up to an event on Saturday, but never made it. A nephew then went to Williams home on Monday. Someone called the cops at the address at um, just before 2 p.m. saying there was a man who was unresponsive and feels cold. The sources said Uh, Williams, who had talked openly about his past struggles with drugs, was pronounced dead by authorities at 12 to 12 p.m. Sources said, adding that it appeared the TV star had fatally OD'd. It was unclear how long the actor may have been dead. No foul play indicated. Um, a police said, police source said, no forced entry. The apartment was in order. Um, 
Let's see here. Man sat sobbing alone at a table outside Williams building, talking into his cell phone Monday afternoon. Uh, I found the body. The inconsolable man said into his phone, shaking with tears streaming down his face. Williams longtime rep confirmed the actor's death in a statement. Um, Let's see. It says Michael was known for, of course, The Wire, but his role, his iconic role as Omar, um, but as Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire um, and recently had been nominated for an Emmy. Um, oh, East Flatbush native. Shout out to Flatbush. Um, was famous for his role as Omar Little in the gritty TV series The Wire. Uh it's openly gay characters toted a sawed off shotgun while walking the mean streets of Baltimore before robbing drug dealers and whistling the tune to Elmer Fudd's uh, Hunting We Will Go. Williams said he brought his personal experiences, including his own struggles, to his roles. That's important, man. Um, I talked about this recently, too. Um, your life experience will uh, dictate some of your acting work, you know, the it will keep you, it'll give you more depth, but you know, there's another side to that. There's definitely another side to that. Um, I use my job to engage as a quote. I use my job to engage with um, empathy and compassion for people society might stereotype or ostracize. He told the guardian in 2015, um, no one wakes up and says, I'm going to become a drug dealer. Or I'm going to become a stick-up kid. No. This There's a series of events that makes them feel this is the only way out as a black man growing up in the hood. I bear witness to some of those events, as do I. Yeah, it's, it's really hard, man. It's really, uh, it's really hard to hear. Let me check my level one more time. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let me get back to this. Okay. Yeah. Um, even even had a scar to prove to prove it. The remnant of a horrific slashing from a fight outside a bar in Queens when he was 25. Man, that thing was going around New York crazy when people were slashing people back in the day. Yeah, that, that's crazy, crazy. Uh, let's see if I can get... Yeah. Um, Williams credited the space facial scar with... Uh, that was very iconic, too, to be, you know, to have a scar like that and be as strong of a presence as he was, you know, to 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 really sport it and embrace it, you know. Um Man, I'm serious. Williams credited the facial scar with landing him his first big acting breaks, which revolved around thug roles. Um, the actor had been vocal about his own struggles with drugs throughout the years, too, including during the filming of The Wire, saying uh, to get into the role. So to get into the role of Little, who robs drug dealers, affected him in real life. The actor told NPR in 2016 that he once stumbled into a church in New Jersey. Yeah, I've read this. This is a little off the beaten path, but 
Yeah, I guess he struggled with addiction for a long time. And like, you know, it's funny because I watched another video. Um, recently, we lost a couple comedians back to back, you know, in a, in, in um, drug related overdose and um, on the West Coast out here. And actually, somebody had talked about it. It's like, you know, uh, people are dealing with pain and and it's hard to really wrap your mind around it. It's great to have these moments now where we honor them and say how great they are. But are you really reaching out to these people that you so-called love in their darkest moments? Now, yeah, I can speak to that, you know, because as someone who, like I said, I've enjoyed a level of success. I've been around the business, but, you know, when you're, it's like I always use the Goodfellas analogy. When you're kind of, when you go to the Bing, you know, when you're not in this limelight, do, do the same people love you? And um, do you do you does your phone still ring the same way? You know, it's always the you know the faux brotherhood that's out here, which I, I will say, you know, there's some very positive parts of you know, being a black actor, we all kind of know each other. I actually met Michael a couple of times, um, both in New York and in Los Angeles. He was one of the first people I met when I was out here. And, um, but I can't say he was a close friend of mine because, you know, he was on another level, you know, and, and, you know, but, but one of the nicest guys I've met in the business, like, absolutely. For, for all the characters that he played, like, he was completely the opposite. And we actually had the same agency, too, uh, for a while. And um, so I would see him there at the office. And then, like, I ended up, like I told, I, I used to work a lot of security um, apartment complex. He, worked, he lived at that was very popular in town. Um, he was there, too. So I just kept running into him back to back in, in this five-year period or whatever. But the, one of the nicest guys, just just one of the nicest guys in the business, you know. And um, a genuine soul and a true actor and a true thespian. I, I think what a lot of people don't know is that he was an actor his whole life, pretty much. You know, he started early. He was a child actor. Now, you know, we talked about his past and his, um, his um, you know, forays into the street life, which you can't avoid in New York in that, in that era. Um, it's interesting that... Uh, let me put the link up too while I'm here. It's interesting that, um, you know, a lot of people don't know that he he was acting before the wire. You know, you know, we we all as actors get given our our big break and then we're you know thrust into into the spotlight. But a lot of times people don't know. People don't know what it is to to actually um, to struggle all those years and then finally get somewhere, you know. So there was a lot of theater work that went on there, I'm sure, and um, and he'll um, definitely be missed. Let me go back to this uh, story. Oh yeah, here it goes. It talks about his background a little bit. Um, the actor started out as a backup dancer for Madonna. Yeah, that's right. He was dancing too. Uh, for Madonna and George Michael before being encouraged by the rapper Tupac Shakur to go into performing. 
That's a good fact. That's a um, that's an interesting fact. He used his eventual fame to promote social justice, becoming an ambassador for ending mass incarceration for the American Civil Liberties Union in 2015. He said, I could have been Eric Gardner, Eric Garner. I could have been Michael Brown or Trayvon Martin, Michael Williams uh, told The Guardian, referring to the three dead black men whose law enforcement related fatalities helped fuel the Black Lives Matter movement. My goal is to end mass incarceration and have more dialogue about how we can stop uh, the government filling up jails with low-level, nonviolent drug offenders uh, and people with mental illnesses or addiction. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, just got some other news. Jeez, it just doesn't stop right now, man. We're getting news all over the place. Uh, uh, okay, let me find out who. Uh, uh, call you back, and I've got food coming too, so I don't know. I'll uh, see how long I'm on here. My goal is to end mass incarceration and have more dialogue about how we can stop the government filling up jails with low-level, nonviolent drug offenders and people with mental illnesses or addiction. Absolutely. Those are health issues, not criminal. And that's what we need to remember about Michael's case as well. This this situation with Michael is that he's he was struggling with addiction. Addiction, I don't know why. It's been criminalized. Um, we're exploring now in certain states the decriminalization of it, but it's never being really examined for what it really is. It's never really being treated as as what are the root causes of it. So I can tell you, like, this actor wrote, though there is community, it can be lonely. It can definitely be lonely. And there are people that, you know, like I said, that might see you online doing well, might see you uh, on TV, you know, Boardwalk Empire and The Wire, you know, he's got it all together, he's assuming. But there's a lot of darkness that goes into this, you know, taking on other people's personalities. Because I don't think people realize about acting that when you're really deep in acting, when you see somebody who's done an excellent job at kind of embodying this character, this this character that's maniacal, there's a certain toll that comes with that. I don't think people talk about that at all. Um, I can think back to characters I played and um, when I was in school and um, you know, this character is a great August Wilson character, and but his life wasn't together. He was, uh, he was, you know, barely getting by, selling refrigerators and things. And like, like one of the administrators actually said, "We're actually giving Frank the space to really go through that. Like, lay off him for a second because he's really deep in this character and." um, it's going to affect his work. 
And I can say in other roles where I know of actors who've had to literally detox a role, basically go away somewhere to a retreat to get that, I don't know, I wouldn't say spirit off of them of that character, but to get that that darkness off of them. And you look at someone like Michael K. Williams who played nothing, but what did the article say? Played roles that embodied the darkness. Think about the toll that that, that, that takes on you. Think about how much that's going to affect you. Think about what what that does to the psyche of of a performer, somebody who's really committed to the art. Cause you can tell this man was a thespian who was committed to his craft of art, you know, of of acting. And it's like, there's no real, there's no real program for that. You, You have to take your own money and your own thing. I mean, people have gone to Africa, you know, they talk about Dave Chappelle running off to Africa. There's, there's some, real mental illness that comes into this performance that is not addressed. It's not addressed. Um, people, I mean, just the idea of getting the job, you know what I mean? Like the, the stress that goes into that can split your mind, you know? And um, then to get the job and, and to really live it and embody this darkness consistently um, as Michael was also nominated uh, for um, Lovecraft Country, which I, I unfortunately didn't stop. I didn't finish the season, but a uh, very great show. If you get a chance, check it out on HBO or HBO Max. Um, but back to this point, man, it's like, how do you how do you really address a darker issue because this this goes into the whole thing about the comedians too because the person uh takara uh she was talking about the um you know one of, one of the comedians that had um recently passed from a, a overdose on fentanyl uh on cocaine laced with fentanyl uh which is happening left and right you know i i suggest you know it's a little like kind of Kind of like cliche that actors do coke and all this stuff. I I suggest y'all just leave it alone. Like it's not worth it now. None of that's worth it. Just to because because you can't tell what it is unless you test it. Unless you're just you know sure a hundred percent sure what it is. I've never been a drug drug person, but. I can understand why people would look to something like drugs to 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 deal to cope with the pain cuz I'm I'm talking about just the stress in acting. Like what about the stress that comes from living on top of that, having a real life and dealing with real stress on top of all that other other stress that's being placed upon you. And then you're dealing with money, you're dealing with uh you know, now the pandemic or whatever you want to add to this. Like you see, it's a cocktail for destruction in some cases. If you're not mentally strong and healthy, you can see a lot of people fall by the wayside. And so what which, what Takara was saying that, uh, that you know, this guy 
was having down moments. You know what I mean? He was not always in the best place, you know, financially or whatever. And that he knew everybody from the top celebrities down, you know, comedians, actors, I guess, and that people weren't talking to him. And she knew that that truth because she had witnessed it. She was one of the people that, you know, had been around him. And like, it's true, man. It's like, it's the isolation that can, can drive somebody crazy, you know? And it's like the, you know, I, I feel like an elder statesman now that I've been at this for 20 some years. I'm like, you know, I kind of seen a lot and dealt with a lot. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I kind of built ways to cope with it. I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? Not perfect either. Um, but a lot of people look to drugs and it's not a surprise. And if you really love these people, reach out to them. If you know they're abusing themselves, reach out to them and get them help. Yeah, it's like if you love people, make sure that you check on your people, man. I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Uh, But we were blessed to have Michael K. Williams as one of our brothers at arms, you know, as one of the people who was putting in good work consistently. I think he's he's nominated for an Emmy now, like just to show you how great he was for the whole time since The Wire. He's been still holding it down, man. So rest in peace, rest in power, Michael K. Kenneth Williams. Um, it's a hell of an actor, man. You hate to see that it went, he went out like this, man. Oh, man. A, um, born November 22nd, 1966. Died September 6th, 2021. Um, let me run down some of his credits, too, if I can. Some more. We know the regular. Let's see if he had... Um, Stuff that we might remember. It's sad that this this had to happen right now, too, man. With so many other ways that are, you know, take so many other things that are taking people out these days is like it's rough. It's rough that he had to go in this way. It's like you, you can't win for losing now, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's right. He was on Happen Leonard uh, the night of. Briefly, I think. Um, man, such a long resume, too. He was on The Sopranos, Third Watch, um, Alias, Boston Legal. Wow, he had done a bunch. And then The Wire. And, um, yeah, let's see. The Cookout. He was in The Cookout, too. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I do remember that, man. He was actually really funny too. That's the thing. Like, I don't think people know that about him. He could be funny as hell, man. I remember talking to him outside of the apartment complex. Like, yeah, he was cracking jokes. Of course, the iconic Chalky White and Boardwalk Empire. Um, 
Black Market with Michael K. Williams is, I guess, a show he hosted. Vice, he was on Vice? Oh, Vice, the TV show, not the network. Happen Leonard, uh, When They See Us. Yes, he was on When They See Us. And Lovecraft Country. Uh, some of his movies include, um, wow. Yeah, man, he was in 12 Years a Slave. That was a big one. Miracle uh, at St. Anna, Spike Lee movie. Um, okay, going back to 1994, he was in Madonna's Secret, if you wanted to check that out. Uh, Bringing Out the Dead with Nicolas Cage, he had a role in. Um, doing a Hard Time. I remember that. Uh, I Think I Love My Wife, Gone Baby Gone. Incredible Hulk. He was in Incredible Hulk, huh? Belly Two, which uh, that's a that's a deep cut right there. I think that's the one of the game. Uh, oh, credit only. <laughs> so I don't think he was actually in that one. Uh, Snow on the Bluff. He was an executive producer of. Brought us that wonderful indie, Brooklyn's Finest, Day in the Life, Love, Learning Uncle Vincent. Shout out to you, Datari. Um, that was uh, my boy's film. Um, let's see. Try, I think I think that's pretty much it. Oh yeah, the RoboCop. Yeah, he was in there. He's got a million credits, and he was set to play Old Dirty Bastard. Oh my God, I wanted to see him play Old Dirty Bastard. That would have been perfect. I saw like a little clip they did, a little trailer. And that thing was amazing with Michael K. Williams as ODB, man. One Brooklyn dude portraying another Brooklyn dude. That would have been up. I don't want to cuss on you, but it would have been amazing. <laughs> Bro. Um, yeah, man. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it off of here right now. I might come back a little bit later. But I got a lot of uh, moving pieces, as you can see. I'm getting calls from the East Coast. I'm getting um, family members hit me up. And uh, maybe we'll do the call in again a little later. Um, but yeah, man, once again, rest in power, King, to Michael K. Williams. Sounds strange to say. Guys, take care of your friends, take care of your family. Take care of your associates um, and just call and check on people. Man, I'm on the phone all the time. I, that's why I don't understand what people say. They don't call people anymore. They only text or whatever. I don't think you really feel them if you don't see them or hear them. Check on your people, man. That's all I'm going to say, man. I'm out. I thank you for joining me. And uh, be safe. Later.